This is your podcast for all things refinishing. I'm Lane Ball with Zebras Before and After. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 42. The Zebra Fall Furniture Flip is officially over, meaning all the votes are in, and today we will announce the winner of the Fall Challenge. Blaze and Deb with Hidden Charm Woodwork share a few of their refinishing tips, and we'll find out what Tammy and Christina with the Classy Llama and Becky with the Painted Persimmon are working on in their studios this week. We hear all about highlighting exposed wood and furniture refinishing with guests Rachel of Upcycled Smithery, Megan with Megdell Design, and Deanne with Wild Home Vintage. Stay with us. We have the inspiration, fun, and community that will platform your day. Never gets old seeing refinishers jump into competition and give it all they have to produce incredible pieces is never tiring you guys are always pushing the envelope in your skills and creativity well one such opportunity to showcase your skills was the zebra furniture flip challenge this year the fall challenge has come to a close and today we are chatting with our host jen tally of perfectly imperfect furniture to announce the winner hi jen well how was your thanksgiving Hi, Lane. It was great. It was very low key. We didn't do a lot of traveling because we saw family the weekend before. So it was just the four of us here at home being very lazy and just enjoying our time <laughs> together. So it was great. Yeah, that's, it's nice just to have a, a relaxing holiday at night because there, there's always so much preparation that goes into holidays. But when the holiday comes, sometimes it's nice to just kind of chill out and just relax and just sort of take it all in. Yeah, I agree. And it always seems like the holidays go so fast anyway. Mm-hmm. So kind of the less that you're doing, the more you can you know, enjoy it. Well, Thanksgiving has come and gone. And so has our week of voting. The Zebra Fall Furniture Flip Challenge is now officially over. Today, we're going to announce the winner. We had three finalists, Courtney with Still Birch Studios, Jamie with Lyman Co. Designs, and Megan with Chapter 2 Furniture. Jen, you did a really good job yesterday as you recapped each of the artists on your stories and what they did with each piece. Any final thoughts on the three artists and their swans? I mean, like I said yesterday, I just couldn't believe my eyes with all three of the pieces. And I just kept going back and going back and looking at their befores and afters, like seriously trying to figure out what they did, how they did it, how they accomplished it. I was trying to you know, get some tips and and learn from them because I was just amazed at the transformations that they made. So uh, like I said in my stories yesterday, I loved all of them. I'm so proud of them and kudos to all three of these ladies. Well, we agree. We can't say enough about Megan, Jamie, and Courtney. All of you did an incredible job and all of you deserve to be recognized. In fact, our hope is that all three of you will be able to come on the podcast and share about your ugly duckling transformations. Just as a recap, we opened this challenge up to anyone and everyone who wanted to participate. That meant you had to go on a duck hunt to find the ugliest piece you could locate and then transform it into a beautiful swan in a short amount of time. We had everyone use the hashtag Zebra Furniture Flip so we could all follow along. And the deadline to have your swan posted was on November 17th. And then Jen chose three finalists, and we placed those up on our site for voting. The winner that we're going to announce today was determined by the refinisher who received the most votes. Okay, Jen, let's announce our winner. Do us the honor, please. Who is the winner of the 2021 Zebra Fall Furniture Flip Challenge? Drum roll, please. 
Okay, so our winner is Courtney from Steel Birch Studios. Congratulations, Courtney. Your piece was amazing. Congratulations, Courtney. Indeed, how exciting for her. Listeners, feel free to go to enjoyzebra.com, scroll down and click on the section highlighting the flip, and you can see the winner along with the two finalists. Jen, i got to ask you this. What are your takeaways from the fall contest? There's so many, Lane. I, I just feel like I am so proud of the participants and this entire community. I know that there were several refinishers that were fairly new to this that participated. And to have the courage to get your work out there and do this, just like I said, it makes me so proud um, because I feel like we do have such a supportive community and um, that helps people to feel like, you know what, I can do this and I can get my work out there. I received several messages from people saying, I didn't think I would ever do this. I didn't think I could ever do this. Another takeaway is that people use this as a learning and a growth opportunity where they said, you know, I've always wanted to do X or I've always wanted to try Y, um, but I never I never had that push to do it. And this competition gave me that. So that's why I said, even though we can only choose three finalists and ultimately one winner, in my opinion, I think everybody has won because not only have they learned something, they've grown, they've gained confidence to get their work out there, but they also now have a beautiful swan. And, you know, so it's a win-win situation for everybody. Wow. Yeah, that's so well said. And my takeaways are really like yours. I mean, there is so much talent out in this community. And just to clarify, sometimes when we say community, it sounds small, but in reality, this community is quite large. It's a global community Mm -hmm. and it's growing rapidly. I mean, it's unreal. And then on the flip side of that, when we say community, it really resonates with everyone because it doesn't feel like a big sea of people where you get lost and where no one knows your name. I mean, refinishers are all about supporting one another and cheering one another on. And you just highlighted that, Jen. And that makes it quite personal. Uh, I didn't mean to digress there, but I just thought that was just such an important note. When we talk about the refinishing community, how large it is, but how personal it is. And that's, that's just phenomenal. You know, it really is. And also thanks to companies like you, like Zebra, there are there are so many great companies out there that are also very supportive. So it's not just the refinishers. It's these great partners that we have to work with. And I just think, I think it's amazing. I have said this before, long time ago, but when I first started my refinishing business, it was just something for me. You know, my life always revolved around my kids and my home and taking care of everything here. And I kind of felt lost. You know, I needed something that was just mine, just for me. And what it has become for me is just incredible. And I think that there's so many other refinishers out there who feel the same way because I've had the the messages. And this competition was one of those ways to feel like, 
I did something. I can do it. This is for me. You know, we're always, we're always cheering on our kids and our spouses and things like that. And, you know, it's, it's nice as an adult (laughs) to have that opportunity to have, have some, have some competition and an opportunity for, for your name to get out there. And I think that's really important. That's, that's really cool. And, you know, I've never uh, thought of that until you brought it up. But, like, what does your husband and kids think about you? Because, you know, I mean, you know, kids are into social media and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And, and you're probably, like, like you probably bypassed them all with leaps and bounds with your followers. <laughs> I mean, you're like a rock star on social media. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I am so lucky. My family has been supportive from me of me from day one. I would not have, I would not be here without them. Um, so I am super, super lucky. They actually, you know, my kids are teenagers. They're 14 and 15 now, and they actually think I'm pretty cool. So, you know, <laughs> they'll, so. they'll say, yeah, it, I mean, it's awesome. They'll, when I hit the 10 K followers, my daughter was like sharing it on, on her social media sites and, you know, cheering me on. And, you know, they, they watch my stories. I think sometimes they, they click through them pretty fast because they're like, okay, wow. Watching mom paint again or talk about furniture again. We (laughs) see this every day, but you know, sometimes they'll stop and, and reply to one of my stories and say, well, mom, I love this, or this one's really pretty, or I love that color. So Mm -hmm. it's actually super fun. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I just want to add too is another takeaway. I was thinking about you know just because we've been involved and in, and in supported and sponsored several contests, uh, but you know when I was thinking about this one and I was just you know thinking about the fact that this had a time constraint to it, I just found it interesting how well we finishers work under pressure. Uh, I mean, working under a time constraint is not easy. And I saw refinisher after refinisher taking on the challenge and coming out with tremendous success. And uh, so that was just that was just phenomenal. And uh, I was just impressed by that. Just the number of refinishers. And, and with all, all due respect, you guys work under pressure all the time, really. I mean, you've got uh, so much going on, as Jen just said. A lot of you have responsibilities within the home. As a final note, we want to encourage you, if you haven't already, to go to the Instagram hashtag Zebra Furniture Flip and look at all the incredible transformations. I mean, it'll take a while to go through those and just see the before and after on everyone. But we had a lot of people participate in the event, and you will likely find some new friends to follow. And I know you'll definitely be inspired. Also, it is our plan, right? now to continue the spring and fall zebra furniture flip for 2022 so as we said on last week's podcast start looking for the ugliest of ugliest pieces to flip put it in back of your storage location or somewhere and have it ready to pull out for the spring flip thanks again jen for all your hard work and encouragement you provided to our participants great job Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Lane. It has been so much fun. I'm, I always look forward to, to doing this and now I can't wait till spring. (laughs) I know. Now we have another reason to look forward to spring, right? (laughs) Right. Right. We're just getting into that winter weather here, the brunt of it. So I'll have another thing to look forward to. (laughs) Exactly. Well, enjoy your day and thanks again, Jen. Okay. Thank you. Today's podcast is brought to you by Zebra, designers and innovators of the only application-specific brushes found anywhere on the planet. 
This week we have launched our new line of top coat brushes. These brushes are engineered and crafted with filaments replicating and superseding the benefits of natural filaments. They are currently sold in a three-piece, very nicely designed box set. You'll receive a 2-inch Palm Pro flat top coat, a 2.5-inch flat stubby top coat, and a 3-inch long handle top coat. Our crew put in a great deal of time and effort developing this new line, and we can't wait to hear your opinions on these most incredibly smooth filaments that will leave incredibly smooth finishes. Just what you're looking for to lay down your final touches with your liquid top coats. Go to enjoyzebra.com and click on the Top Coats tab. You can order your set today. We wanted to feature a segment from Season 2, Episode 44 of the podcast that highlighted the topic of exposed wood. It's definitely a common element of refinishing to incorporate some degree of exposed wood. Today we hear from a panel discussion on the topic from three talented refinishers, Rachel with Upcycled Smithery, Megan with Megdell Design, and Deanne with Wild Home Vintage. Enjoy. I know we just kind of mentioned as far as our pieces, we love that, uh, all three of us. So I'm glad I'm in the right company here because <laughs> my dad is one of the the people that will always come come toward my my designs and say, you're, you're going to paint that. And so I feel like with every piece, I have to take a step back and say, okay, can I keep any wood? on this piece? Like, can I keep some of the original? So I feel like with every piece, it's almost like a little surprise. Like I love to sand down just a little bit to see what that wood can possibly be. And so I think there's sometimes where pieces, you just know there's no saving it. (laughs) But then for every piece like that, there's those ones that are just like a a diamond in the rough that you never expect the the finish to be as beautiful underneath as it is. So I, I know for myself, I like to try and keep a little bit of that wood if I can. What about you guys? I always try to keep some kind of wood. Um, I think most of the pieces that I do at least have a wood top, um, but I try to incorporate as much as I can. I love that. I love seeing wood grain. Yeah, definitely. I think what's so special, I think sometimes too, with these old pieces is a lot of times they have really dark, thick stains on them. And so when you first get the piece, you don't necessarily think like, oh, this wood on the drawer or the top is going to be so beautiful. And so a lot of times, like Megan said, you don't necessarily know until you actually go and sand some of it. And I always am like, I love that surprise, you know, of (laughs) being like, okay, I'm going to prep this piece and you start sanding and you're like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. And I, yeah, a lot of times I just, I can't cover it all up. I have to keep some part of that wood exposed. I just love the contrast. Totally. And I think sometimes uh, uh, as far as like maybe a good tip to like when I am going to start that process, like it can be so exciting to try and reveal the wood, but you also want to make sure that you don't get too overzealous because I've done that before where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I just want to sand it off. But like making sure if it's a veneer top or yeah. not because you can blow through those veneer tops really quickly. Right. So <laughs> trying to have a little patience, which I need to teach myself to do sometimes <laughs> um, just so that you don't, you don't kind of ruin it and go through it too fast. Right. I think it's important to try to look like if you want to keep the top wood, right? Take a look at it first and say, mm-hmm. okay, is this a veneer? Is it solid wood? Are there, you know, chips or cracks or really big um, scratches, you know, because sometimes 
it just doesn't work out that maybe you want to keep a part of it would, but it just, you know, isn't going to mm-hmm. look its best if you do that part, you know, but then maybe there's another part that could be wood, like the legs or a drawer front, you know, and so I feel like on most pieces, if you really want some exposed wood, you know, you can find a way to, to have at least a little bit. Totally. Are you guys, do you feel like you're pretty confident in identifying different types of wood? I feel like I always have to like phone a friend in I order know. to be like, what is this? Yeah. I love it, but I don't know what it is. I know, <laughs> I'm getting a little better, hard. I think, but. Yeah, right. Really yeah. Bad. That's really hard. I think, um, I would, I would love to get better at that, like to pick up a piece right. and be like, Oh, this is walnut or this is maple. <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely not there yet, but I think, yeah, that'd be really mm. great to, to know. <laughs> At one point had this little book that kind of shows you a small little snippet of wood, but every piece of wood is so different that you never, I feel like have, I mean, there's some that are pretty easy to identify. Like, I feel pretty good. Like, oh, I can tell that that's pine or like you can tell certain mahoganies, they'll, they'll be a lot more likely to bleed and be red. Mm -hmm. So I know at least for that one, I've been able to try to, to identify it. So that way when I do go to maybe lighten the wood a little bit, it doesn't turn pink because yeah. once you do that once, you're like, that's not really a cute look. <laughs> right. So that's not the look you were going for. Again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I know. Maybe being able to identify the wood on some pieces would help kind of in your initial design plans, you know, and steer what you want to do with the wood if you're keeping any wood natural on it or or staining it because just knowing what it's going to do or how it's going to take a stain and things like that would help we're going to have to start studying (laughs) yeah phone a friend like what wood is this (laughs) yeah that's a good option yeah Uh, but I think the I know we kind of touched on it but I think probably the coolest thing about what we do maybe is the fact that you can oftentimes see those really dark finishes like you mentioned Deanne that are on Facebook marketplace that look so dark and dooming almost but knowing that they're they can be transformed to something so light and airy now. It's yeah. it's a pretty cool thing. So for sure. I love that. What about stripping paint off of pieces? Do have either of you guys done? I mean, you know, taking veneer off is one thing, right? Because then you're most likely exposing raw wood underneath, right? But what about if you have a you find a painted piece and you're like, hey, let's take this to natural wood? Do either of you guys like to do that very much? <laughs> <laughs> like to do it. Uh, I say like with like, to, like air quotes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Love what it looks like after. Right. No, right. that's where I was going to say. I'm so impressed by your piece that you did with your client just because oh. sometimes that that's even more unknown when you go into a piece what can be underneath. Right. So I don't feel like I tend to take on those projects now. But yeah. if it, it were to be, I think, a client-owned piece or like an heirloom right. or someone knows knows what's underneath potentially or, or sure. willing to uh, maybe compensate all that work. <laughs> <laughs> right. I will take that on. Um, yeah. But not as much anymore. I think in the early days I would have been very like, oh, it's a free dresser. I don't care if it's painted, like I'll strip it down. But now yeah. I think I'm like, uh, I'll, I'll let someone else take that on. How about you, Rachel? Um, I have definitely stripped 
things down, um, not having in my head that I was going to take it down to natural wood. But um, yeah, I have had a piece that had a ton of like white and purple paint all over it. And I knew I had <laughs> to strip the paint off anyway. Um, and it stripped so easily with um, stripper. And then once I saw what the wood looked like underneath, then I knew, you know, I was going to sand it down a little bit more and keep it natural. But no, not usually going in like, I'm going to strip all this paint off and take it down natural. <laughs> that just sounds like, right. I hope you charge like a million dollars for that job. <laughs> it is super satisfying to see. It, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Definitely. I, you know, it's funny because I have like three painted dressers in my garage right now that are pieces that I've just picked up. I'm like, you know, well, actually, you know, and I think two of them were two of them were gifted to me. (laughs) So, um, Mm. but I definitely I see some some wood needing to be exposed on them. And um, I don't know, we'll we'll have to see when when I have the the strength to <laughs> to start that yeah. process. But. We support you. <laughs> We're here for you. <laughs> yeah, because it's definitely a lot of work. And I mean, it, so I think that's a big part to kind of assess in the beginning when you're figuring out, you know, the design of a piece is, yeah, you know, do you want to tackle stripping paint or a thick stain or varnish or things like that? You know, is it worth mm-hmm. um, doing that? Yeah, especially with the resale factor. Yeah. I mean, if you're reselling your pe- the piece, you know, your your time is valuable. So definitely. And I think a good point to make, too, is when you are starting off, you're trying to make those like profit margins, right? And sometimes those free dressers that have a lot of paint on them can seem really (laughs) intriguing. Mm -hmm. But you also have to know that they, you know, you might have to check for lead paint and and you want to be really careful when you're kind of undoing those, those paint jobs and it can take a lot of work. So I think once you do it a few times, it's easy to determine whether or not you want to do that very often, but it can be super rewarding at the end on uncovering all that there is and kind of that surprise factor too. For sure. That's a really good point about the safety too, though. I mean, especially a lot of the chemical strippers or if you had like a lead-based paint, I mean, so it's good to keep the the safety factor in mind for sure. Totally. But yeah, it is, it's super satisfying to watch someone else strip off paint. <laughs> I enjoy that. So when you get to it, Deanne, let us know and I'll, I'll watch you do it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> For sure. I don't know. Oh, but yeah, so I, think, fun. I think a big part of it too, with sort of the whole design of a piece is I think of it kind of in relation to like maybe when I get dressed. I mean, I don't tend to wear all one color. So I really like, it it kind of reminds me of that, right? It's like, well, part of this piece is going to be painted and part of it's going to be wood. And it's just like a nice balance to, to have some exposed wood on, on pieces a lot of times. I mean, you know, it doesn't always work or it may not be the right vision for the piece or the right style, but I I know that's, that's definitely my style right now, at least (laughs) maybe it'll change at some point. Yeah. I love that comparison. That's great. <laughs> yeah, it is so fun. I, I know sometimes it is easy for myself to get like roadblocked when it comes to creating a design, like wanting to save wood and yet 
wanting to paint some of it too, where maybe it's not possible to save, but I can find that design process or um, taking the vision and step-by-step can be helpful. So that way it's like, okay, maybe I'll start with keeping a little bit of this wood or painting a little bit. And then that design kind of evolves in my head and it kind of brings it to fruition instead of just hastily painting and being like, oh man, I wish I would have kept some of that wood. Like sometimes that helps me, but other times I can get stuck thinking, oh, I should keep some of this wood when really like it's okay to paint a whole piece too. So yeah. I think it's finding that balance and and I think it's helpful to have just different refinishers that you can reach out to to just like bounce ideas off of and kind of validate your thoughts or get yourself out of your own head. So yeah. I don't know if you guys find that too. For sure. And I think you mentioned before too, um, you know, maybe sometimes taking a day or two and stepping back from the piece and giving it some time to kind of let all those ideas maybe (laughs) marinate (laughs) and, you know, decide what direction you really want to go with, with the piece and not sometimes, yeah, we, I think sometimes we have to get out of our own heads. We overthink it too much. Like you said, with the, Mm -hmm. the chippy piece too, you know, it's like, we're not always sure. Totally. And so yeah, having other people too, that you can kind of check in with phone, the friend <laughs> that's definitely helpful. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Thank you, Rachel, Megan, and Deanne for an insightful discussion on exposed wood in our furniture pieces. Today's refinishing tip comes from blaze and Deb with hidden charm woodworks. Hi, I'm Deb. And this is Blaze. And we're from Hidden Charm Woodworks. And we're coming with some refinishing tips for you guys tonight. Blaze is going to give you his tip and then I'll share mine. Okay, so a lot of times we get pieces of furniture that have sticky drawers. And I mean the kind that slide in and out of the piece of furniture. And uh, they don't always require a full reconstruction or runners rebuilt. But the tip is um, grease all of the sliders and runners with a bar of soap, preferably a bar of soap that has some aroma to it because you not only get the added benefit of the lubricant of the soap on the runners, but it also provides a nice fragrance inside of the piece of furniture. So lube anything that comes in contact with another piece of wood with a bar of soap and do it pretty heavy and it will uh, slide a lot easier. Give it a try. Uh, And my tip is just doing a wet distress finish on your furniture as opposed to a regular distress with sandpaper. So if you're working on um, a dark piece of furniture with a dark paint and you want to bring out that wood color, um, an easy way to do it without taking it down to bare wood when you sand is to, uh, once you've got your finished coat on, take a wet rag, not soaking wet, but just damp enough that you can get off some of the paint. And you'll just rub all your square edges, drawers, any detail work, legs, where you want some of that natural wood to shine through. Um, And it's an easy way to get a little bit of a stressed look without the harshness of using sandpaper. So those are our tips. Have a great night, everybody. Bye. Hey, that was pretty cool to have each of you share your tip. Thanks to you both. It's time to hear what your refinishing friends are up to. Here are a few reporting on what they're working on in their studios this week. Hey, Zebra fam. My name is Tammy. And I'm Christina. And you can find our Instagram account at The Classy Llama. So we're currently working on two custom dressers for a friend of ours. They were a data color and she wanted to give them a fresh look. 
After a deep clean, scuff sand, and priming, we went with a white paint by the Chippy Barn called Snowfall. We used our favorite zebra brushes, the chisel wedge and square brush. Oh yeah. <laughs> After that final coat of paint, we were excited to try the zebra top coating brushes. And let me tell you, they were a game changer. Super even application with no drag. We added some extra design details to make this dresser unique and we can't wait to share with you guys. You can watch the final reveal on our Instagram at The Classy Llama. Bye. Bye. My name is Becky Nielsen and I'm from the Instagram account, The Painted Persimmon. This week I'm working on finishing up a few projects I've already started, namely a secretary hutch that I have painted black and left some wood details on, along with a chest of drawers that went from five drawers to four drawers, and I'm going to do a whitewash finish on that. And lastly, I'm working on my new-to-me kitchen table. I found it on Facebook Marketplace for about $140, but offered $70 and picked it up the same day. Currently, I'm working on cleaning it and sanding it down. My plan is to sand it, bleach it, and possibly give it a whitewash, and then paint the base black. This will give it a sleek, modern look, and I can't wait for the addition into my new kitchen. Thank you, friends. Listeners, make sure you go check out their social media feeds. The Zebra Review December Contest is here, and the theme is Glitter and Gloss. Pretty fitting for this time of year, isn't it? The deal is that we want to see some pieces with pizzazz. Wow, did I just date myself? That is still a word, right? Well, if you don't know what pizzazz means, basically the judges are looking for pieces that stand out in the crowd, that have energy, that have some glamour. There are multiple ways to do that by color, gloss, fancy, and glittery things, etc. It's really up for your interpretation of the theme, and then just make sure you use the hashtag TheZebraReview when you post it. It needs to be a piece you have created from December 1st through December 31st, 2021, and has to be posted by December 31st to qualify. So much happens at the end of each year. It always seems like as we enter late October into November, time picks up speed, literally. Well, with that understanding, we wanted to remind you that the third annual International Golden Brush Awards is coming up. Remember, there are a total of 10 categories that you can enter at least one piece, and you can enter a piece that fits into a given category that you refinish from January 1st, 2021 through December 31st, 2021. We also have seven well-known and highly respected refinishers on our judging panel. Ashley Krug with Blue Wren Interiors of Australia, Chloe Kempster with Macy's House of the UK, Jen Talley with Perfectly Imperfect Furniture of the U.S., Katie Cloud with Katie & Company of the U.S., Katie Scott with Salvage by K. Scott of Canada, Lawrence Fatina with Portland Rose Studio of the U.S., and Sarah Bolt with Sitting Pretty Home Decor of the U.S. If you would like to check out last year's winners in the categories, simply go to enjoyzebra.com, click on the blog in the upper right-hand corner, then go to Contest, and you'll see the 2020 Golden Brush Awards tab. Start looking through all of your pieces and decide which ones you'll enter. Actually, it's only December 1st, so you have a full month to refinish a piece or two that you would like to enter into a category that you maybe don't already have a piece for. Stay tuned for more details to come. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Zebra Blogs Before and After Furniture Refinishing Podcast. Today's episode is also featured on our EnjoyZebra.com site along with contact information for today's guest. 
Your comments and suggestions for future episodes are always welcome. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and happy refinishing. Thank you.